Welcome to the Digital Investors Podcast with Matt and Liz Rad, where we explore how you can invest in the new digital economy with expert interviews, proven strategies, and stories of success. Get inspired to grow your portfolio for the future. G'day everyone, it's Matt Rad here, CEO and co-founder of eBusiness Institute, where we teach professionals how to quit their jobs by earning money online. Now, why that's important today is because we've got such an inspirational guest here. And what we love doing is sharing guests like Will Wang from Growth Labs, who is like a lot of you, started out in his professional career in high-paying corporate role. He was a data analyst, pretty cool role by the sounds of it, but he quit that and followed his passion, he's really good at writing. And so what he's done, he created a digital agency. And now he, what, where Will is so inspirational, because he's a bit of a legend, quiet legend here. He's a bit of an introvert. And he's been able to build that into a seven-figure digital agency in a very quick time, okay? And what I wanted to get him today is share his story, what it's like to quit a high-paying corporate role, but also um, what it's like to grow Growth Labs. He's a bit of a legend in the industry here in Australia, in, and he's in a very niche space. He works now with corporates, businesses that are you know, doing five to 10 mil a year, and he, they chart, pay lots of money to Will to um, do online marketing for them, in particular email and copywriting, but it wasn't always like that. So he looks like a legend today, but very humble guy. But Will, mate, thanks so much for coming on board. Matt, that was a that was a massive intro. Thank you so much, mate. Very, uh, I think you oversold me, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what my job is. Come on, Will, I got to build you up here. But you have done extremely well, and oh, and you. I know, you know, like. like um, now I've gotten to know you over the years. You're also on our digital investor program, which I should say, which because we will bring yep. that up as well. Because as I've said to you over time, someone with your skill should definitely be buying and selling websites. Mm. But Will, what I've asked you on today is to, I think, inspire our audience. We've got a lot of corporate people um, or professionals like yourself, particularly after you know COVID and the way everyone wants to work mm. from home these days. I can see in your background, you're into surfing and you, you work from home mm. and everything. And what I want you to do is, is share your story because you were saying to me, it, you know, whilst things look great now, it wasn't always like that when you first quit your, um, your role. So with Growth Labs, have I introduced you well? What do you spend? Let, let's just quickly, what does Growth Labs specialize sure. in now? What do you do? Yeah, so we specialize in generating B2B, sales qualified B2B leads for our clients. And what that means is uh, most of our clients are in fintech or software or you know business services and they 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 just want more people to speak to to sell their services or the products so rather than them going and building out a whole massive team to do it we've got the expertise we just come in and do it for them um okay. you know using email outreach using direct mail we build this whole system around what we do so it's more that you know it's more than a service now it's kind of like a system and so that kind of is part of the reason why we charge the fees that we do because you know we've got this end-to-end process worked out and we guarantee results and, and all of that kind of cool stuff that we do. Okay. So you, you mentioned the magic word. I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> what are the fees that you charge to do that? So, so our <laughs> listeners have got context of where you're at. What, what do you charge? What's your yep. minimum fee each month? Yep. So we start from 10,000 a month minimum. Okay. Well done, mate. So that, that's impressive. <laughs> and, and I know some of you are sitting there going, well, you know, I'm not Will Wang. I can't do that. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Will, <laughs> you, when did you start this business? You were in corporate still in what? 
2017, 2018. Yeah, I was, I think, when did I leave? I think 2018 was the year that I, I committed and I, I left my job. Um, wow. This, you know, business started about two years before I left corporate properly. Mate, well done. In just four years, you've built this into a seven-figure agency. And I do want to say, you're, you're a data analyst. You're not an expert in, in you know, helping fintechs generate leads online four years ago or five years ago. Yeah, it, it was quite, a, actually, I think I got my dates wrong because we didn't say four years. No, it was, it, we've been in business for about six years full, full time. Um, yep. So it must have been, yeah, 2016, 17. Sorry, I'd, it feels like a Five. lifetime, mate, because I was a completely yeah. different person, completely different mindset, yep. thinking different things. So it's almost like two parallel, you know, two different universes uh, that my mind operates in. But yeah, we've been operating full time for about six years. Um, but prior awesome. to that, I was a data analyst. It sounds fancy, but honestly, all it meant was I was on spreadsheets every single day. So I was just creating spreadsheets, um, taking wild guesses at what numbers meant without really you know, having a, a significant impact on any business. Wow. And so fast forward today, your superpower is being a digital agency where you've got systems yeah. set up for doing copywriting and email. So... How did you make that leap? Because your passion was always writing. Is that, and is that, am I right? Is that your superpower now? Is that pretty much what you've specialized in your agency? Is that? Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's kind of evolved. Um, the past five, five years to get to the point where we are, my superpower has, has been around writing. Um, yep. You know, I've written for some amazing clients and some world-class clients and great campaigns that have generated millions of dollars. I think my superpower now is kind of changing a little bit. It's more turning into um, leadership and culture, especially as oh. we grow to the next level where, you know, yep. we're expanding and growing to where we need to go. Um, it can't just be me doing the copy full-time all the time anymore. It's got to evolve yep. a little bit. So I'm kind of switching, not switch, I'm growing into a new superpower, I feel like. I feel like we've got amazing team culture and that's something that I'm really focusing on and something that's making us really strong at the moment. Awesome. So when you started out, you're like our typical client, you're in this corporate, you're making this transition over to, so this was started as a side hustle, wasn't it? And yep. then you decided to yep. get serious about it. So say, well, I'm going to take you back in time. <laughs> what was that like? Was it an easy transition, tricky? And what what was happening? And paint a picture with your family too. Like, have you mm. had kids at that point? Yeah, it, it was the most difficult thing I've, I've ever done. It really was. So <laughs> um, what happened was um, I always knew that I wanted to do something for myself. Like, I've always had that entrepreneurial drive, but I was in pretty high-paying corporate roles. Like, I was, you know, as a 20-something-year-old kid, I was getting 150 grand a year. So on the outside, it's like, whoa, that's that's epic, right? Like, that's really good. But honestly, living paycheck to paycheck, so I hated my job. So every Friday night, I'd, I'd be out in the booth, spending all my money, buying every new tech that came out. It was just kind of miserable, um, to be honest. And so what happened was with my last role that I landed, I landed the role in November. I, I can still really remember this. And when I onboarded to the team, they said, look, December's coming around in Christmas time in Australia, as you, as you know, everything shuts down, especially in, in yep. corporations. In so they said, you've, you've got it. Yeah. They said, you've got to take leave over Christmas. You don't have any leave. So can you do it without pay? I said, yeah, sure. Um, at that point, my son had just been born, literally newborn. Uh, my son was born in November. <laughs> I got the new job in November. So I said, yep. look, I'm happy to do it, but just know that because my son's so young, um, you know, in July next year, I want to take some more time to spend with, with my family. I, I'd want some extra days back and you don't even have to pay me. I just want some extra leave later on. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. That's completely fine. 
And so um, when it's his new job, everything was kind of okay. Um, the job itself kind of sucked because headquarters was based in Melbourne. So I had to fly from Sydney to Melbourne Monday to Friday. So newborn at home, wasn't seeing him. Uh, like it just kind of sucked. And in July, I was like, look, I really need to spend some time with my family. I, I hate only being home on the weekends. Can I take an extra three days, right? So this was, you know, my leave was two weeks. I wanted an extra three days. So like, no, you can't because you've already taken heaps of leave every Christmas and it's going to look like you're taking a lot of leave. I'm like, but hang on, you guys said I had to, and you said it'd be okay. But because this was like a multinational headquarters was in Japan, went up the chain. No, 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 kept getting denied. And I said, not stuff it. This is it. I, I, I need to spend time with my family. Um, and so at that, that point, I'd already got the side hustle kind of rolling. You know, we were probably doing about three, four grand a month in terms of side hustle. And so I thought, yeah. look, if I focus more on this, maybe I can get it to 10 grand a month pretty quickly. Um, at that point, there's another side of the story. I was um, I met this magazine publisher, a local magazine um, publisher to me, and he had this big client base. And he said to me, look, you're so good at the social, this copy stuff. Come on board and work with me. I'll literally walk into my clients and we'll sell them your services and you'll hit 10 grand a month easily. We'll all make a whole bunch of money. Everything's going to be awesome. No props. So on the back of that, I said, all right, cool. Um, I think it was April when I gave my, April, May when I gave my notice in. Yeah. Went on that big trip with my family came back and, you know, walked into the first client that this magazine company had. They were like, dude, get out of all common police. You've forced us to be in your magazine for the past, you know, two quarters. We've got nothing from it. Like, stop harassing us, get out. And so I actually <laughs> left corporate too early based on someone else's story that they sold, in, they sold me. Uh, um, and um, so, yeah, we, we struggled from that point on for the next 18 months, like went backwards, put all of our life savings into it. And at one point we couldn't pay the mortgage, had to sell one of our cars to, to make the mortgage payments to get the next month. Um, so it definitely wasn't an easy journey. And, you know, there was so many emotions and stress and pressure and all that kind of stuff behind it. So, um, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. Yeah. Um, I, I think if I'd stayed in corporate for doing it that months, way, they, they will see you needed to be yeah. on our course, mate. We would help you transition that. <laughs> That's what we do. We help people transition. Mm. So this is really interesting. Like you said, yeah. you you found you made the decision to quit your job. You did it too quickly, plus trusted someone else who fell through. Yeah. So you hadn't That's built it. the foundations in, in place at that point. No, I, I hadn't. I hadn't. I didn't have enough experience. Um, I mean, uh, there's two ways to look at it, right? Because yep. doing that and jumping in the deep and built experience really, really quickly. But I think if I had another six months in corporate in my job, I would have been much more comfortable. And instead of taking the seven yeah. years to get to where we are, it would have yep. taken three years. Um, Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's really good advice. So so it, it is important, Will, particularly with the audience that are listening to this, they need to hear that, there is a danger in quitting too early. I know when people listen to our interviews, it's always awesome. Everyone's quitting their jobs and stuff. But this is why <laughs> I love people to tell the story behind how long did it take? It's not something you do too early in the piece. So you said if you just hung in there for another six months, I guess it would give you a fair bit more money, presumably 75K, because yep. you know if you're earning 150. Mm. Um, but then once you started to get on your feet, so you so that 18 months was pretty crappy time like very challenging oh, yeah <laughs> yeah maybe you don't want to go back there so we shouldn't dwell on it but oh, look, what was yeah, the I'm, I'm happy to but um but what oh, sorry was sorry why, why did it turn um, for you do you think around the 18 months just sheer bloody mindedness do you think or what or what i think so i think 
there was a lot of skill acquisition and mindset acquisition that I really didn't have um, when, when I left. And, and if I had your program, mate, I think I would have been so far ahead, but I, I just didn't, didn't have the support. And, and I don't just say this to, to, you know, to, 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 to blow, blow, hot, blow hot air. And, but it really is such a good support network that I think, I, I didn't have the only thing I had when I decided to quit was a sales coach because I couldn't sell. Uh, but there were so many mindset things I didn't really, I couldn't really do. I yep. was massively introverted. Like I had phone phobia. I think it actually was phobia. Um, <laughs> when, when I used to talk to my wife on the phone, she used to be like, look, they just message me because like, <laughs> just not communicating well. So wow. I had all this stuff I had to overcome. My, my, my massive, you know, um, I was massively introverted, so I had to overcome that. Had to learn how to generate leads, which I had no idea how to do. Learn, had to learn how to sell to leads, which I had no idea how to do. I had no case studies to back myself. Um, like, was tried to ask for testimonials, like all this kind of stuff that I had, which I think impacted me ne- negatively. And I had to just go and eat crap every single day to get through all of the mind, um, you know, all the mental blocks that I had. And I just, I didn't have the support network to help me to go like, hey, why are you thinking about it this way? I just had to push through the war and just eat dirt, wake up next day, do the same thing and get through to the point of proving to myself, hey, maybe you can do this because you ha- you've been doing this for the past 12 months. Um, yep. And so the tipping point actually came just before I was ready to quit. And I remember this so vividly because I was saying to my wife, look, I, we've already sold the car and bought us number two months. I don't think I don't think the business is going to sustain us even after two months. Like, what have I done? I've, I've <laughs> stuffed everything up. We were in such a good position. We've you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to recover from this financially. Like the meme from Target, right? I'm never going to recover from this financially. Um, oh, is that meme? And then she, she said, look, I can actually see that, that you've actually changed a lot and you've grown a lot. And the business has matured a lot since it awesome. started. Give it, give just, sure, you can start sending resumes out, but don't just go all in and sending resumes. Keep pushing. Give it another month or two. We've got two months of breathing space. Sure, start lining up job interviews, but just, just believe in yourself another two months. And from the moment she said that, Next week, like things just fell into place. I, I got a speaking gig that I was up on stage at. I spoke about the system that we had built over the past 18 months. Even though the revenue sucked, we were still getting pretty good results for clients. So I got up on stage and, and talked about what we did, our system. And from that one single presentation, I landed two clients at six and a half grand a month. And that yeah. paid our bills. Yeah. And I mean, for these clients, I was bloody doing everything, like, <laughs> like anything. But that revenue was just like, Oh my God, I can pay the mortgage. I can put food on the table. Yep. Like, I, I know I'm going to survive this. This is so cool. And if these guys are paying me six and a half grand a month, I know other people out there might pay me six and a half grand a month as well. I've just got to go and find them. Yep. Yeah. Mate, that is awesome. And that, because that's what we teach too. It's like making your first dollar online or your first thousand dollars online. You just got to replicate it another nine times. And that's pretty much the goal that most people want per month. So when you get that first $6,000 client, you're up and away. So at this stage, it's starting to turn. And obviously, it's, it's you running this. So over the next four years from there, so that's 18 months out. Then over the next four years, obviously, things rapidly mm-hmm. change. And you have you always then, so Will, what, what, what the hell's going on? Have you always gone for these bigger clients? Have you? Like, how'd you get that mindset? Um, or yeah, I think there was a turning point in terms of that too. And by the way, if I sound a bit weird, I've actually got a pretty, uh, I've, I've got a flu. So I'm like literally shoving no. messages. Now my friend has done this in the view. So hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. But um, no, it there's good. another turning point. Okay, awesome. There's another turning point um, where I had gone to the place where 
Revenue was good, but I was tired. Um, and I knew that we needed to change uh, something, right? So yes. the sales was okay, but we were working with smaller clients who were really demanding. And so um, I brought on a coach, and this is someone that we both know, uh, James Shramko. Yep. Absolutely. So I brought James on board to help me. And in the first month, he, he put me in touch with one of his other clients. And he said, look, these are big clients. The fees that you're charging now, they're not going to take you seriously if you charge those fees. And I know what job, you, how well you can help them, but you've got to get in there to help them first. So with this one client, I was charging, I think, five grand for a sales setup. He said, look, you're going to generate them millions of dollars. If all you're charging is five grand, they're, they're not going to bring you on board because it's a risk to them. You need to yep. be at the right level. He said, go in at 15. I was like, no, no way, no way. So I went in at 10. I went in at 10. I'm like, look, I'll double my fees. And they were just like, oh, 10 are like, are you sure? Like, this sounds really cheap. Are you, are you, are you sure you can do this job? I'm like, oh man, I should have charged 15. Yeah. But that kind of broke my mindset. I'm like, well, hang on, if I'm making these guys millions of dollars every single year, and it wasn't just like one offing, it was a campaign they could run over and over again. Why am I only charging five? Like, it didn't make sense. Um, and so from that point, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to make my clients millions. The least I could do is give them the security of knowing that we know. And at that point, I had a team behind me as well. So I appeared in the Philippines and you know, um, and I knew that I, as a sole operator, I couldn't get the results I, I get before my clients without my team behind me. So the more the more I charge, the more I can pay my team, the higher skill set my team members have, the better results my clients get. So it's not just a function of I'm going to charge this because we can. It was more like, no, 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 let's do the best job possible because these are great companies that want fast growth. It's not about what they're paying me. It's about the potential opportunity costs for them if they don't get the jobs done right. And so to make sure we minimize the risk on the opportunities they have, the opportunity costs for them, I need key team members. I need A-plus a, a team members. But the only way I can get A-plus team members is if I charge what we're worth so I can make a little bit of profit and also pay my team, pay myself. So yeah. that's kind of the transition that really got me to understand, well, actually, are we working the right clients? Are we delivering value? Because if we can generate a million dollars, why wouldn't they pay us $100,000? Yeah. So will today... The, the sorts of results you're getting. So you've been able to drive this agency, obviously through consistency and all the mindset that you've talked about, but also you do get results. So you specialize in doing email marketing and um, and email campaigns and copywriting. Now, at first that was you doing everything, but now I'm presuming you've replicated that amongst your team. How big is your team and how have you grown it over the years? Yeah, so our team is about um, 18 strong at the moment. So yeah. um, a big portion of that are people based in the Philippines who we've actually trained, brought into the team and trained um, from scratch and invested into them. Um, initially, when we first started, my first hire was someone from the Philippines to take away all the tasks that I, I was doing or low value and you know, that I shouldn't have been focusing on. So that really, really helped to for about 10, 10 hours um, a week. And yeah. that just allowed me to focus on just writing better copy or thinking. Um, so when it comes to, you know, things like copy, the, the best copywriters versus someone who's, you know, middle of the pack, the only difference is the quality of how, of their thinking, quality of, of the questions, uh, quality of their research, okay. quality yeah. of experience in, in other, you know, businesses or industry they've worked in. So that's, I think a big differentiator. So I spent more, I started to spend more time 
thinking about the campaigns rather than just writing the campaigns. So, you know, what are the different hooks that we can use? What can we test? And as I started spending more time around that, I built people into the team. So, you know, I, I, I'm really bad at design. If we needed to do um, conversion optimization, I, I hired a really good designer from Philippines to do stuff that I wasn't good at. So she, what takes her two hours to do, used to take me a week. And so oh, she wow. then took all the design off my hands, right? And yep. then I hired someone who's great at WordPress stuff. Um, so he could come in and build the funnels for us and build pages for us. So rather than having to muck around with like cloud, you know, hosting, someone else takes care of all of that. So I started building the thing gradually around the, around the task that I was doing that was taking a lot of my time. And so nowadays, um, there's, you know, 18 people in the behind the scenes thinking through this stuff, finding the contacts that we're going to send emails to, building the pages, doing the graphic design. Um, I've got also amazing, you know, project managers and, and um, you know, client success directors who just spend all the time thinking about the clients, thinking about how we can get better results for them. So that's taken a lot of the load off. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it had, wasn't overnight, but that's how we've grown. So is it just you here in Australia or is it all your team in the Philippines? Or, and is it just no, you? No, yeah, we're 100% remote. So I've got myself, um, I've got myself another employee in Australia. Um, my client success director is in Taiwan by way of yeah. LA. So she's American living in Taiwan. Oh, she, no, she's Taiwan originally, lived in the US, back down in Taiwan. Um, I've also got a couple of um, other team members in the US as well. So we're kind of worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. So you just run it from home on the northern beaches in Sydney, go off surfing now, living life. So life's a little bit different from when you're in your corporate days. Very. I've actually got two locations now. This is my little office here where I come into. And the reason why I've got this office is I'm literally, I step downstairs into Manly Beach. Like I'll grab the board, <laughs> cross the road, jump into the water. So I'll come and do that. But I've got my home office where I work for most of the time. Mate, that, that, is, that is awesome. Hey, and, and just a little side question. I've got to ask you this. You, you mm. speak Chinese. Do you is that, is that useful at all in your agency here, being based here in Australia, or it's a non-event? What do you, is that a value add? It's more of a non-event for me, to be honest, because you know I, I'm really bad at speaking Chinese. Like I've, <laughs> I've I, I grew up here. I've got the I've got a really strong accent when I try and speak. Like my, my parents are just like, how did you do that this accent? It just makes no sense. So um, it hasn't. It's been a bit of a non-issue, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So you don't do any. So will you don't do any copywriting in Chinese? Because I imagine that would be a highly paid skill, by the way. But far out, that would be a full-on role, wouldn't it? That would be massive. And, and even knowing, you know, walking between two worlds, um, yep. a lot of the copy is about empathy and understanding how your prospects and your readers feel, and the yeah. way that the two cultures think are very, very different. So um, the copy would have to be so different. And yeah, so far I haven't been able to do the switch in terms of mindset. Okay. Uh, I've got enough work as it is running. Yeah, that that is super cool. Um, well, it's just interesting because there is, we, you know, we, uh, I've always been a fan of, we own, you know, uh, what do you call it? Multi-language websites and things ourselves. And I'm always a fan of, if you've got, the advantage of speaking a second language it's really smart to use that when you're online but obviously in a digital agency it doesn't really make that much difference because mate you've got so much business here in australia anyway it doesn't matter um so so will for anyone listening here the the, the final question because i think you've inspired it's so cool to get this story out of you to to learn what your journey's been like you you know we look at you now you've got this seven figure agency you you know, work from Manly Beach, you're off surfing every day, but you're doing these big corporate, um, and I know some of your clients are very, very happy with your results. You've got this, like you said, it's, it's just a system. 
And I would say that was built out of passion from you for copywriting. So thinking that through and looking back over your journey, do you have any um, you know, words of advice for someone starting out on our journey in our community? You know, they're in that first year or that first 18 months. Mm-hmm. Any words of advice when they're doing a, the digital agency strategy? Yeah, I, I think they need to get good at one thing. Um, okay. As we've gotten really good at the email game, our pricing has gone up because we've been seen as experts and it's been a lot easier to systemize everything that we do in the background. So we do a couple of things. That we, I mean, we do the funnels and all that kind of stuff at the moment, but really the core of it is we do um, the email outreach system really, really well. And yep. once our clients are like, well, you made me a million bucks here. Can you help with this website funnel stuff? Yeah, we can, but that's more of a, you know, there's something that we do after they've worked with us for a while and we've made them a bunch of money. So I think the biggest thing that worked for us was really systemizing because when I first started, I was charging people two grand a month, like 1500 a month. I was doing Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, website optimization, SEO, like everything under the sun, but none of it really well. But if you can get one thing that you become known for, yep. um, I think that's what's really helped us too. Because nowadays when everyone, you know, a lot of the people around here, when they think, oh, who's really good at lead gen or or who's good at cold emails, our name pops up. I've got leads coming from, I don't even know. Yeah. People like, oh, someone's mentioned you from somewhere. I'm like, where? Like, I don't know. Um, so that's really helped us to grow. So get pick the one thing that you really, really like that not that many other people are doing or not that many other people are doing in the way you do it and get good at that, get known for that. And that will really feel, feel growth and you know make things a lot faster for you. Actually, yeah, that's that makes me think of, you know, here you are, an introvert and, you know, you we, uh, your specialty that you found there was doing cold emails, wasn't it? That was one of the things you got really good at. It's interesting because we teach that in our course, not cold emails, mm. cold calling. So you wouldn't yep. have liked that bit. But um, <laughs> but the cold emails is interesting. You found that worked really well and you specialised in that in the early days. Yeah, I, I did that because I, I, I could not, I literally could not, you know, thinking about cold calling, maybe just have cold sweats all over. I tried a couple of times. I, literally the second time I did a cold call, I ran off and I had, I had a vomit in the bathroom because that's yeah. that's how bad I was. So I just couldn't do it. But um, through writing, I got good enough to, like the way that we write is very different to a lot of the cold email outreach you see. Like we get super creative. Um, we use humor. We use a lot of personalization. So I think that really helps us. To, my personality shines through writing versus through talking on the phone. So that's how we've incorporated and built everything that way. So that's been your, yeah, you're the one big thing that you focus on. So for anyone listening, as Will said, think at first, you know, you've got to learn everything and have a crack at stuff, but you do need to, your advice would be find what you're best at and and focus Mm. on that. Yeah. And grow from there. And mate, of course, now my advice to you is with your skills, you are going to be buying some websites as well and build your portfolio over the coming years. I'm uh, I'm actually taking your advice because um, you obviously have a chapter for this, but I'm going to take your advice and focus on one website that we're going to build. And we're yeah. investing about five to 10 grand a month on building this website. And cool. the goal is to get it to you know, 100K revenue in the next 12 to 24 months. So um, awesome. rather than buying where we're going to build. Yeah. So that's the other really smart strategy. And for someone like you with your skills, as for anyone in our community, same sort of skill set is be building websites as well. That's yeah, really mm. good to hear. That's a watch this space, guys. We'll, be, <laughs> we'll have Will back on here to talk about that, I am sure. But Will, big thank you today for coming on and sharing your inspiring story. And anyone that wants to get in touch with you, I'll put all the links in the, in the show notes for you there. So Will Wang from Growth Labs. And um, thanks so much, mate, for coming on today. It was unreal. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on.
Awesome. You've been listening to a Digital Investors podcast with Matt and Liz Rad from the eBusiness Institute. If you'd like more great content, interviews and inspiration, make sure you subscribe here in your podcast app or visit digitalinvestors.com for more insights into the future of investing online.